This is Trina Rosen, CPA, and you're watching TV Writer Podcast. My name is Gray Jones, and I want to welcome you to the TV Writer Podcast, partner of Script Magazine, episode 117 for March 2nd, 2021. Well, today I have the pleasure of bringing you an interview with Trina Rosen, who is an entertainment accountant, and she's created a, a company called writersroomcpa.com. Um, of course, it is tax time, but more than taxes, this is not just about taxes, but also about your financial planning and all of the things that deal with money. Because of course, as a writer, there's lots of money flowing and you got to know how to uh, plan out your finances properly, how to make sure that you're um, making sure that you're you're meeting all of the IRS's obligations, etc. And so you're going to hear all about that in our inter interview. But first, I want to tell you a little bit about our main sponsor for the episode. Script Anatomy is a screenwriting school that gets incredible results. In just four years, their students have won 58 fellowships, half of them at major studios. In 2020 alone, Script Anatomy won four out of 11 fellowships at CBS and three out of eight at Warner Brothers. Why? Because the instructors are all working writers with current credits. They teach a consistent tool-based program and they treat students like emerging professionals. To get your writing career started, go to scriptanatomy.com. And about Trina Rosen, Trina Rosen CPA has more than 15 years of executive accounting experience in the entertainment industry. She was first the manager of the accounting team at Cast and Crew Payroll, which, which has uh, provided a lot of our paychecks. She then ran an accounting department at CBS Studios. And along the way, she noticed the costly mistakes that writers were making, mostly because they weren't comfortable with money. This year, she founded writersroomcpa.com to help alleviate the issues that arise from letting monthly payments slip or not saving for taxes. She has created a framework for writers that begins at home, literally. A series of savings actions coupled with income generating decisions can help you become financially solvent. There's nothing better than going to sleep at night worried only about your character's motivation than how you'll meet a big tax bill. And you're gonna love the interview with Trina Rosen Let's roll. Well, I'm here with ent entertainment accountant Trina Rosen CPA, who is the creator of the writersroomcpa.com. How are you doing, Trina? Hi, great. Thank you so much for having me. Super excited to be talking to you guys. Yeah, and, and people might put two and two together. It is tax time. But we're not just going to talk about taxes. We're going to talk about a lot, a lot of other financial issues that affect the writer, whether it be screenwriter, TV writer, or just creative in Hollywood. Um, and I can't wait to get to that. But first, I, I want to talk about sort of how you got started. Um, what made you decide to get into entertainment accounting in the first place? So I think as an accountant, you have few options, real estate, entertainment. Um, and um, I kind of started with entertainment. I was an accounting manager at Cast and Crew Payroll. A lot of the listeners know what it, what it is. It's a famous yeah. payroll company in our industry. And then I transferred to CBS Studios on in Studio City, and I ran their accounting department for 10 years. And as I was doing that, I was building my clientele. Um, and at some point, um, it was I wasn't able to do my day job and my side gig. And so I decided to go in business for myself and actually work with individual clients and the public. And I never looked back. 
Very cool, very cool. And so um, you, you branched out on your own really just because you became too busy with that side of yes. your business. Um, what were the, the, the key needs that you saw in the, in the people that you were bringing on as your clients? What, what were the mistakes that you saw the writers making in the finances that led you to believe that this would be a, a need that you could fill? So I think that there is a lot of a lot of confusion in the industry and writers being creative beings. Um, they're not, you know, spending their time researching tax codes. And, you know, if they don't have proper help, a lot of them, you know, are not doing so well, especially in the beginning in terms of taxes and compliance, for example, incorporating too early, you mm -hmm. know, S corporation is a great entity, but it's not right for everyone. So, you know, incorporating too early and adding to your expenses rather than saving on taxes. That's one of them. Not not getting a late business city uh, city license in time and then being penalized for that. So that's the second one. Um, I think third one would be not running enough payroll w once you incorporate. That way you're not eligible for unemployment when you're between your projects. Mm -hmm. And I think the fourth one would be not understanding the power of putting money away into retirement and what type of retirement plan you should have and what is the max and how does it all work. So I think um, I think having help that, you know, looks at someone's situation holistically rather than just, you know, at tax time, I think that would be helpful for writers. Mm -hmm. I, I know it's a bit of a cliche analogy, but I, I think of that frog that's dropped into lukewarm water and then gradually you turn up the heat and he doesn't realize he's being cooked or the same frog, if he's dropped in hot water, will jump out right away. I think for a lot of writers, they start out with very easy finances. Um, yes. You get your first gig, you, you've you got you know one, D, one W-2, you, you can do your taxes yourself. But yes. gradually, yeah. as we get on in the industry, our our lives get a little more complicated, our finances get more complicated, and we don't sort of see it happening. Um, and so uh, what, um, well, first off, you, you did mention incorporating. When should you incorporate? So again, you know, it's case by case, but I think if we're just talking in general, I think the sweet spot is around 150000 a year when you start making consistently and i'm talking about consistently year after year 150 and above it starts making sense to even consider a corporation because we you know corporation having a corporation is expensive you have state compliance you have payroll compliance you need bookkeeping you need another tax return so do having all of those costs you know, does it give you enough tax deductions? And then if you don't have, you don't have enough expenses where you just have a manager, you might not have an attorney, attorney, you're not represented by an agency. So you might not have enough expenses to just write off and, you know, spend on the corporate compliance. But I think around 150, that's when it starts clicking and there is actual tax savings in doing in those corporation. Again, it's an amazing vehicle for for creatives, but it's not right for everyone. It's just not. Yeah, I know a lot of discussions I've had. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm in the editing side, but yeah. these same issues 
um, hit editors and, and a lot of the discussions that people have is if you haven't bought a home yet, it's a bad idea to, to incorporate. Um, maybe talk about that a little bit. What, is, what are some of the reasons that you might not want to? So again, you just don't have enough expenses. You don't have enough um, fees that you pay to your managers or agencies. Um, you you don't have travel expenses where your expenses are just not enough. And I'm talking about you should really have more than ten thousand dollars in annual expenses. You know, if you want to incorporate, and you could and you could be a sole prop a sole proprietor in the Schedule C, and you could be a happy one. And you get pretty much the same deductions as you get when you're a corporation. It's just, you're, you know, there's more available once your, you know, income situation goes up and there's complexity in that. So, you know, you, you, you're not missing out per se on deductions if you're just a Schedule C. You're just mm -hmm. not ready for that next commitment of the yeah. S corporation. Yeah. yeah. Well, let, let's talk about that. What? How is an S corp different from just incorporating? Okay. So, S corp is a pass-through entity for creatives. It's called a loan-out corporation. What does a loan-out mean? Is that even though you're one person, um, you're treated as separate from your corporation, and so a corporation gets to loan out your services as a writer to a production company, and that's why it's called S-Corp Loan Out. It's very popular in the industry, not just for writers, for entertainers um, and you know different professions within the industry. Mm -hmm. and, and how about liability issues? Um, is, is there a difference between an S-Corp and other types of corporations in terms of dealing with liability? So liability, you know, you get an automatic protection with the corporation. Um, in terms of liability, you don't get the same protection um, when you're a sole proprietor. LLC is just not the right structure for entertainers or for yeah. creatives in general. It doesn't yeah. really give you the tax planning tools that we have with the S corporation. So I don't recommend LLC for anyone. When we, mm. we do get LLC clients, we elect to tax them as the corporation mm. if they're ready. So say, for instance, ready. like production companies might be an LLC, but an individual creative would oh. have an S-Corp. Correct. Right. Uh, would have an, a loan-out S-Corp. Yeah. yeah. And if somebody wants to incorporate, does it have to be done before April 15th? No, absolutely not. So usually we start having a conversation with clients that are about ready, and then we wait for their next gig, their next big project, and we incorporate them right before they sign the contract. So it's so it actually could be any time of the year. Any time. So it's actually very easy. It's done by their attorneys. Their their entertainment attorneys will do it for them, and it could be done within a, within a week. Mm -hmm. um, and so, are are there any uh, other things that you should be aware of before incorporating? Um, uh, I mean, prepare yourself for for what what what's what's going to be involved when they incorporate. So when when they incorporate, they will have to have a payroll service. So they have to pay themselves as an employee from their corporation. If they don't, they will be violating um, IRS rules and they will get an audit. So um, having a payroll service is a commitment. It's a monthly fee. Um, they will have to um, 
comply with California Secretary of State and Franchise Tax Board. There's extra taxes on that and just having another tax return prepared. And for for most of our clients, they're not able to do it on their own as they shouldn't. Once you you deal with payroll, you need to hire a professional. Very, very cool. Um, we're going to take a brief, brief sponsor break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about all the ways that a person can save money and also what makes the writer's room CPA different. AVGearGuide.com, a member of the Association of Moving Image Archivists, specializes in film and video restoration. We use state-of-the-art technology to bring new life to vintage material, like the Lost Betty White series Pet Set, which we recently restored for its 50th anniversary return to air. We can apply the same technology to your documentary, film and video archive, and your family videos and photos. Mention the name of the TV Writer Podcast and get 10% off your order. And if you want to make some money, we also give cash for referrals. Visit avgearguy.com for details. Drivingfootage.com provides 4K nine-angle driving plates for film and television. Over 14,000 clips are available for locations all around Southern California, with more areas coming soon. A fully equipped camera car with height-adjustable rig is available for custom shoots and second-unit photography. Visit drivingfootage.com for details. Full disclosure, I do own both of these companies. By supporting them, you help me bring new in-person video interviews to you. And we're back. So, so I want to know. Um, you you saw this big industry in front of you, and you said there's a reason that writers room CPA is needed. Um, so, what do you bring to the table that other people don't have? So, I think writers are unique. Um, they're unique than other creatives, and they have specific needs um, and specific guidance. For example, on you know how to obtain their LA city business license. Um, The code is very complex and it depends on what type of writing you do, whether it's a TV writer, whether it's a screenwriter, they're taxed differently. There's a big implication, uh, you know, money-wise in terms of what type of license you get. Um, They also, they have different deductions than other creatives. They work from home a lot. They travel for research. They um, they have a lot of research expenses. And in terms of helping really writers plan on how to manage their money, because especially screenwriters um, get paid sporadically. They're not get, getting paid on episodes. So how do you manage lifestyle, taxes, and retirement? So it's kind of... You know, and I look at taxes as a monthly expense rather than something you pay on April 15th. So we don't, you know, when we file taxes for our clients, there is no no balances due because we want to educate them on how to manage that during the year. Mm. And and actually speaking about working from home, uh, I imagine for a lot of, especially television writers, they haven't been working very uh, very much at home until 2020. Then 2020 hit, and now yeah. we worked at home all year. Uh, what are some considerations for this tax time that we should be thinking about with that? So home office, like you said, in 2020 is big. It's probably going to continue into 2021 and beyond. Um, we all set up our home offices. Um, and just kind of understanding what you're able to write off. 
Um, number one question that I get from clients is, does my writing space have to be a separate room with windows and doors? And the answer is no. It just has to be exclusively and frequently used for writing. So if you have a nook in your bedroom or your living room where you created that space, so that's your writing space. If you sometimes take your laptop to a dining table, that's not part of your writing space because it's not exclusively used for your, your writing. A lot of my writer clients converted their garages um, into a writing space. So that's something that's available as well. You know, all the expenses uh, that they spent on improvements, improving their, you know, converting their garage into an actual inhabitable writing space. Mm -hmm. I, I've heard that home offices are some of the things that kick up audits the most. Um, what are what are some considerations with the home office that will prevent us getting audited? So that so that's a myth that no longer applies. Mm -hmm. Again, 2020 has thrown all of that out of the window. IRS understands. IRS agents work from home now as well. So, <laughs> uh, you know, you'd be surprised to know that they do. Um, and so that no longer applies. Again, everything is within reason. So if your mm -hmm. apartment is 600 square feet and you say you use 300 square feet for your writing space, that's not a reasonable allocation. So, mm -hmm. you know, would, we would expect you to actually measure your space, you know, whatever part of the home that it is. And that's, you know, and we kind of know what the ratios are. And you really shouldn't be using more than 10% of your home mm -hmm. for your writing office. 10%. Yeah, yeah. I think that's kind of where it is. Because, you know, a usual room is 10 by 10, right? So that's mm -hmm. 100 square feet. So. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and so what, so, um, what are some of the tools that you offer um, when, when you bring on clients? So we do extensive tax planning. We mm -hmm. look at their prior history and kind of offer them suggestion of, suggestions of how we would do it. Um, we also, for writers that are ready for the next step in terms of their income, we help them with planning of the retirement and explaining them different options that are available and, you know, the max that is available, also letting them know what it would do to their tax situation. Mm -hmm. We plan, we plan their tax liabilities to be paid through payroll for anybody that has an S corporation. So they're never confronted with a bill at tax time. And we just kind of educate them on, you know, what expenses are available to them. And we handle all of their bookkeeping, payroll, compliance, and anything that has to, and retirement. So anything that has to do with their financial life, really. Mm -hmm. So, so um, what are some of the easiest, most time-saving deductions that they can take right now? What, what are some first steps? Very good question. Research. Okay. So what is what, what does research mean? So a lot of them watch a lot of TV or a lot of content, whether it's YouTube, Netflix, Apple TV. So all of that is tax deductible. We call it research. Um, travel. I know we didn't do much of it in 2020, but hopefully that will change. Um, so travel to and from, you know, project, you know, countries, for example, I have a client that is writing a screenplay about England and he has traveled to England. So that is tax deductible mm -hmm. and understanding how the travel is deductible, how meals are deductible 
and you know how research is deductible and what other expenses they can deduct hmm. like yeah, traveling to your accountant's mm -hmm. office is a tax deduction yeah it's interesting there's there's not even a category for research in a schedule c you have to put it in other um, you have to I know, put it in other yeah. yes mm -hmm. and i know that um i'm always very careful with prorating like if because i have a wife and daughter I want to make sure that I'm not claiming 100% of my cable and Netflix and all of that. Um, how how important is that prorating for for those expenses? I think overall it's immaterial. I really mm -hmm. that's just my opinion. So I don't I wouldn't necessarily prorate Netflix or a TV cable bill. I think I've never seen an audit which, which questioned that, including okay. a including a cell phone including a cell phone bill. It's just I think it's just immaterial in overall picture. Mm. Well, that's that's good news. So so, <laughs> um, so in other words, I need my cell phone. I need that Netflix, and yeah. therefore I can write it off. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so what? Um, what else can somebody do right now that'll make a big difference in their peace of mind? In other words, help prevent audits, etc. So I think right now we're up against the deadline of City of LA business license. So anybody that lives within a city um, has to have a license. And a lot of writers don't know that, especially the, the new ones. So I have a client that's coming on board. He just started getting paid. Um, in 2020 and he got a 1099 and he's never registered with the city because he did not know so he just he just called us this month and so writers qualify for an exemption for a creative artist exemption if they make less than three hundred thousand dollars but that yeah. exemption is only available if you timely file for license so mm. you really need to get your LA City business license. It's an application at the time that you get your first check. Not at not in February, not at tax time, when you start getting your first check. And then in February, you'll file your renewal, you qualify for an exemption, it's just a zero return, you're not paying anything. Hmm. The city it's will know. The city will know that you're working in the city because they have they're able to see 1099s that were issued. Mm -hmm. so, so who needs a who needs a license and who doesn't? So anybody anybody that has a W2, meaning they have an employer and they're they are an employee, they do not need a license. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if they're working for a production company and they're W2 employees, they do not need it. Anybody that's receiving a 1099 or a corporation needs a license in city of LA if their address falls within the city. I have a hmm. client that lives in Pasadena. He's not subject to city of LA um, rules because he doesn't live within the city. Hmm. Okay. Um, and so uh, what about how important is it to have a separate account for your business expenses and your personal expenses? It's absolutely crucial. It's absolutely crucial. Why? Because you never want to commingle your personal and business expenses. At a minimum, you know, you're expected to have a certain separation. So when we do audits, IRS audits, the first thing they look at, are you diligent enough to have a separate business account? Because if, you, if you're not, the assumption is that you're not very diligent about, you know, writing off correct expenses. So I think at a minimum, 
at a minimum, you should always have a separate business checking account and also separate credit card for your business. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Now, listen, let's talk a bit about financial planning. Um, you hear so many stories in Hollywood about the people who enjoy when the work is doing um, when the work is really busy and they spend what yes. they're making. Um, the, the salaries can be very big and you yes. see some really nice cars drive into the lot. And then all of a sudden, uh, I've, I've seen very accomplished writers go three years without work. Yeah. Um, or they three years in development, but that development might not be paying the bills. Um, I've also seen writers who hit 50 years old and all of a sudden the phone stops ringing. So, mm -hmm. so what are some considerations in terms of financial planning for the writer? So I think, um, you know, you always, again, it's a personal responsibility. And I tell my clients, you, you need to learn on living on 40% of what you make, okay? And that the rest 60 is going to be spent between taxes and retirement and putting money aside when you are not working. Also, just having, you know, unemployment, that's an option that's available when you have an S-Corp. So you know, having the right payroll set up to make sure that if you do hit that low and you're in between the projects, at least you're having something coming in weekly. Mm -hmm. So you're eligible for that. A lot of my writers don't know it. Um, you know, a lot of my new clients don't know that that's a tool that's available because it is available when you have a W-2 and you're in between your projects. So you go on unemployment. The same thing applies when you have an S corporation. Mm, very cool. And, and what about investing? Um, what kind of investments do you suggest? Real estate, stocks, anything else? Well, so I don't, you know, it's above my pay grade to talk about mm -hmm. investments. But what we do um, as a CPA firm, we make sure that we maximize the retirement options that are available for every, you know, level of income of our writers. I think that's, you know, if you're not taking taking advantage of that, you're kind of throwing money away, you know, when you're paying IRS and franchise tax board, you know, that tax money goes away forever. And mm -hmm. when you, you know, when you're able to max out your retirement and you work with a financial professional that can help you with that, you know, you're really investing in yourself and you are getting a return on your investment, which is pretty much immediate. If somebody's mm -hmm. paying 30% of their, you know, of their income to taxes, in any dollar that you're able to divert into retirement, you get a 30% return on your investment right away. I kind of tell them like, if Bank of America offered a savings account and you brought in $1,000 and they right away put 300, wouldn't you do that? It's kind of like that. It's just, you don't yeah. see it. <laughs> you don't see it, but when we explain it, the math kind of speaks for itself. Hmm. Very cool. Well, why don't you talk about some success stories that you've seen? Um, people who maybe their finances weren't in good shape and you helped them get into good shape. Um, what, what have you seen through your work uh, with your clients? I think some of my success stories involve, like you said, writers that incorporate too early. Um, mm -hmm. They don't have their attorneys incorporate them. They kind of go off on themselves, you know, by themselves and use legal, legal Zoom to help them and so they're 
their corporate returns are not done correctly, their bookkeeping is a mess, they, you know, they're scared to file their taxes because they think they're going to owe, and it's just this traumatic experience at tax time. Mm-hmm. I had a client where he was just like, I'm just so scared, I can't. And, you know, now he knows, you know, we manage his money, he's never going to have that experience of like, oh, by the way, you owe, you know, X amount. So kind of managing that stress and really helping them understand that taxes are a monthly expense. It's not an mm-hmm. annual expense and we need to plan for it and it is part of your lifestyle, really. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And and I've heard it said that uh, having a good accountant will actually make you more money. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. Uh, um, in terms of making sure that you stay out of trouble, that your deductions are maximized, you know, um, to, to what's allowed by law and just kind of really somebody that educates you on, on just how to, how to navigate your financial life as a writer, as a creative, as a Hollywood professional. Mm-hmm. And somebody Very that cool. can say, and somebody that can tell you the truth, like you're not doing well, you're not putting enough money into your retirement, you're not putting enough money into your tax tax account, and kind of bringing you down to earth. <laughs> mm-hmm. Very cool. Well, well, we're going to start to wrap things up here. Any last thoughts? Um, WritersRoomCPA.com is where people find you. Uh, but what? Any any last thoughts based on what we discussed? I think that even if you're not ready to incorporate just yet, I think it's important to start a conversation and kind of understand your options because I have seen, you know, I have seen um, writers become successful, like you said, very quickly. It just takes the next project and you're confronted with all this new income and you don't know what to do. So I I guess kind of being prepared for success. I think that's very important. Mm I like that. Prepare for success. <laughs> Prepare very for cool. success. Plan for success. Yeah, very cool. Well, um, I do wish you the most success in in the things that you're doing. Um, I appreciate any service that is catering to writers to help writers um, in in any part of their lives, and and certainly our finances are a big part of our lives. So, uh, thank you for taking the time for this interview, and best of luck to you. Thank you for having me, Gray. Take care. That was my interview with Trina Rosen. I hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to subscribe on all of the places you can find this podcast. Podbeam, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, the tvwriterpodcast.com site, or also at scriptmag.com, and now also on Pandora. And if you're on Instagram, please follow at tvwriterpodcast. Please do follow me on Twitter, at Jones is my handle. If you'd like to support this podcast, you can do it for as little as 25 cents per episode. You can find out how you can become a patron of the podcast or a sponsor of the podcast at tvwriterpodcast.com slash support. See you next time. Bye-bye.